Hello and welcome to the first ever live episode of the Out of Think podcast with myself, B. Baranowska and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. <laughs> I literally got my fingers are tingling. <laughs> my fingers are tingling. This isn't normal. This is the, yeah, we're high in anxiety at the moment, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Need to go straight onto the anxiety scale because all I can talk about it's a. Uh, I'm really sorry for suggesting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Molly. We've got this. Do you want to go straight into the anxiety scale? No, let's do a bit of fodder. How are you? How are you feeling? Just scrap today. Pretend today isn't happening. How have you been? I've been okay. I've been okay. I've had better days than today. <laughs> I said, don't think about today. Think about think about the past week. Has been. Yeah, it's been busy. Yeah. It's been busy, and um, just basically lots of drawing. Lots and lots of drawing. Are we, we going to do a house update? We I haven't did. discussed this. Is it going badly? Um, we lost our buyers, so I would say it's going quite badly. <laughs> but actually, it's weird. It kind of... We thought it would be awful to lose our buyers. Mm. And um, it was just... We just feel relieved. Yeah. Because now there's no one waiting for us. We can take our time a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe by season two... Uh, you Three? Three? Might- Three. Three. <laughs> you, you just lost have... the whole season of that. I mean that. You might have found a house by then. I hope so. I mean, yeah, I really hope so. Um, and, yeah, my week's been okay. I've just been busy working, getting ready for a print release. Wait, she's not uh, exaggerating when she says she's been busy working. And you'll see, with what we have prepared for this week's <laughs> podcast, just how much Molly has worked this week. Yeah. It's been, it has been stressful. Um, I wanted to ask you, because we haven't recorded since before Easter, <laughs> have you eaten all your Easter chocolate? Uh, I haven't, no. Have oh, you yeah. Have you eaten... Yeah, of course I have. Molly got four Easter eggs. Yeah. So you've eaten four Easter eggs in... Yeah. Uh, when was Easter? Two weeks ago? And some of Sam's. <laughs> How many Easter eggs did Sam get? Four, I think. Okay. Yeah. But basically, B has this really weird thing where <laughs> she has... So much chocolate in the house. They've got a whole footstool of chocolate. And it's called a chocoman, actually. A so chocoman. it's the Ottoman, and it's filled with chocolate. Chocoman. See what so I did there? So you made that up. Yeah, I made that up. But I think it. I should coin the phrase. Is that is that a word? I think. Yeah. <laughs> because it's great, and everyone loves the chocoman. Yeah. And the chocoman got so full. There's now two chocomans. So there's that one by the chair, and then there's that pink one there. It's crazy, and you have so much. Chocolate. I feel like when people give you chocolate, you're disappointed that you can't fit it in the chocolate. <laughs> so I got one Easter egg this year, mm. and I've eaten um, maybe less than a quarter of it. Okay, that's so sad, honestly. Molly likes to tease me because basically we have a rule. Well, the reason we've got so much chocolate is mm. because you have a rule in this house that after dinner you're allowed one square of chocolate. <laughs> It's so sad. They've got so much chocolate and they're only allowed one square. It's torture. I, to be fair, I did break that in Easter because you've got your mini eggs, you've got your cream eggs. You can't break those into squares. So I have been overindulging, but they're still full. You can check after the podcast. It's a sad, sad life you live here. Sorry. I just have more self-control than you and your <laughs> chocolate binge eating habits. Well, I can't like open an Easter egg and not eat the whole Easter egg. So it's like <laughs> one a night and then I ran out. Have you ever eaten an Easter egg in one sitting? Yeah, that's how I eat Easter eggs. <laughs> that and all the extra bits you get with it. It all has to go and then, you know, then that's oh, done. I've never, ever 
ever eaten an Easter egg in one sitting. Have you not? No. You should live a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I hope everyone now thinks that I'm a weirdo with my chocolate. <laughs> you are. Um, Alright, shall we move on to uh, this week's anxiety scale? Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, because uh, maybe if you're listening live... You didn't know about the podcast. Um, So the anxiety scale is where each week we rate our anxiety in terms of a food, which is normally a food. (laughs) It's always a food. We love doing food. Well, we did do sports, winter winter We did, yeah. So we choose like our best and our worst that represent our least anxious day and our most anxious Mm -hmm. day. And then we choose... Where, like what we're feeling today and contrary to public opinion 10 is a good day and yeah. 1 is a bad day for some reason but it works it works for us right yeah. should I should I go first yeah you'll see now because you've never seen us record the podcast before but we have lots of notes in front of us because we do because we, we need the notes we the notes right so this week's anxiety scale is things that you toast yeah not things on toast Things that you can toast. Yeah, we had to confirm that, didn't we? You yeah. thought it was things on toast. Yeah. Which would be another good one, yeah. but not today. It's confusing, <laughs> this one. Uh, so things that you toast, that you can put in a toaster. So, number 10 on my anxiety scale. Mm. Best day ever. Not anxious at all. Definitely not today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's crumpets. I agree. I really like crumpets. I love crumpets. Lots of butter. Um, I don't really care what goes on the crumpet, as long as there's lots of butter with it. But you can't just have butter on a crumpet. Oh, you can. No. <laughs> I like, I really like a Marmite crumpet. Mm. That works quite well. I agree. I think Marmite crumpet is really good. Or butter and then chocolate spreads. Oh, no. Really? No, no, no. Oh. But if you've got Marmite, you've got to go crumpet, butter, Marmite, butter. You've got to sandwich in whatever you've got with butter. What, butter on top of the Marmite? Oh, yeah. As well as underneath oh, the Marmite? Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> just, that's how it is. Okay. And then number one... Mm. Bad for obvious reasons. It's just burnt toast. Like, okay. black burnt to a crisp toast. Carbon. Yeah. Okay. Cancerous. Do you ever have that? Well, you know, sometimes... I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I clean the toaster... Yeah. Right. Which I don't do a lot if you've listened to the cleaning... Uh, I've, never, I've never cleaned the okay. toaster. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm cleaning it before people are coming round, and I'll accidentally mm. nudge the knob, and then oh, okay. move it up to a really high... Yeah, yeah temperature yeah then i'll make toast without realizing that's happened and then it will be black and it has to go in the yeah. food recycling bin that's bad that's bad well done for disposing of it <laughs> most of my food waste goes to the chickens but i don't even think they no, would touch they wouldn't like that. No. no okay and then today mm-hmm. i've put myself as a pop tart which is quite american yeah um, we I, have a lot of american listeners we do. they never understand our anxiety scale <laughs> you understand this one i i've had these but to be honest i can't remember when or why mm. i just remember that they were quite nice yeah but that they weren't really an everyday indulgence can you explain what they are because i haven't had them right i think they're like quite a thin pastry Hard, hard, I don't know what they are. Biscuit, pastry, are <laughs> yeah. they biscuit or pastry? And then they've got a filling in them usually, so chocolate or strawberry, and then they've got icing on the outside. But then you literally put them in the toaster. Icing? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Or Maybe chocolate. I've got that totally wrong. Chocolate? I think it can be either. Okay. And then you put it in the toaster, and then it comes out and it's softened a bit, and obviously the filling's all warm. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, so what number do you reckon that is? Without looking at my notes. Well, I'm guessing it's a two. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not a two. Oh, really? But I wrote this yesterday, 
I was higher on the anxiety scale yesterday, and I did rate it a five, which is maybe the highest this series, and I'm, I'm definitely th- not a five. You should definitely have rewritten that this morning. <laughs> I'm probably a, a three again, but Pop-Tart was a five, so sorry, I've messed the anxiety scale up. I was never going to get that, was I? Right, your turn. I'm going to I'm gonna discard my notes now. My notes are very handwritten, and they were written about... 40 minutes ago, so they're very up to date. <laughs> Molly went, have you got any paper or a pen so I can uh, plan my anxiety scale? <laughs> I never do it. I do it like as we're starting the podcast because I just put it off. Hmm. So it, it is up to date. So I checked, right, multiple times, things you can toast. Yeah. There's some weird things that you wouldn't think you can toast. But I think you're going to say I can't have this one. <laughs> well, I really messed up your... Um... Things, it's cinema snacks. Cinema snacks. So if you mess this one up, that's fine. Um, so, number 10, my least anxious day ever. Marshmallows. You can toast marshmallows. Not in a toaster. But you said things you can toast. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, I mean, if you put a marshmallow in a toaster, you would have issues. You'd, you have, would to, have, you'd have to get rid of the So toaster. many issues. I'm sorry, but when I heard that, I just thought marshmallows, and I love them more than anything I could mm. put in a toaster. And I checked... I checked again. They heard it. Things you can toast and you can toast <laughs> Yes, yes, fine. You found a loophole. And also you had toasted marshmallows at your wedding, which was lovely. Oh, Round little campfire. Lovely, lovely. lovely. Um, so my least... An- no, my most anxious day ever... Yeah. ...is a tuna melt. Oh, I love that. Warm, that's, that's lovely. Like, literally, warm tuna and cheese together. That's... Like a nice, delicious lunch, what you've just described. <laughs> Awful. I had something else as number one, yeah. um, and then I found this, and I was like, no, no, this has to Is this be the thing one. that you were sat on the floor going, ugh, that's awful, ugh. I thought you'd found yeah. some really obscure, really odd thing. No, well, I already felt really unwell, and then I just felt so much worse, because I don't, like, warm tuna, and then, like, I'm not keen on melted cheese, and together, <laughs> it's just gross. Oh, melted cheese is the best. Okay, well, we, we quite often disagree, so we're disagreeing again. We are. Um, and today, I'm mm. going to be sardines on toast. Um, okay, I'm not sure if you can toast sardines. You can toast the toast, so you can have it. But I... <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically... That's things on I toast. I don't think I understood this one. That's things on toast. But I thought... I said it's thing. I said, can you put something in a toaster and then assemble it after? And you said, yes. Yeah. So I put the toast in a toaster and then put the sardines on after. She's been looking for loopholes. <laughs> basically, that's fine. I'll allow it, but yeah. You haven't really got the full full idea of this week's anxiety girl. Sorry. But you need to guess what I am today. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing you don't like sardines... And I'm probably going to put it... <laughs> Winnie's barking. <laughs> Winnie's growling. She's like, I don't like sardines. I'm probably no. going to put a sardine on taste as a two. Yeah. I mean, I'm a one, let's be honest. But I needed <laughs> three things. So. Molly had to she drive here. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Molly had to drive here ridiculously early this morning. And Molly doesn't like driving. So no. the day doesn't start well. And I was like, I'm nearly there, I'm nearly there. And then the road was closed and I called B and I was like, B, you're really close. <laughs> I didn't know how to get to you. Yeah, I should have pre-warned you, sorry. Um, it, it was bad. Okay, we've got through the anxiety scale. This is going great. Yeah. <laughs> right, so this week we're going to be talking about assumptions that people have about being self-employed. Um, and one of the main assumptions, I think, mm. was that we're going to have loads and loads of time to create. Now, basically, if you're artists, you're going to be able to spend all your time drawing, which I think we've managed to disprove, but we will talk you all through it. 
Am I meant to say something now? <laughs> oh, well, basically... <laughs> I completely zoned out. Oh dear, was I doing so well? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yes, so I did know what I was doing. So for the last week, um, we've been mapping out our, like everything we do in the day and then how long it's taken and we've put it into categories like admin, order prep, slash packing orders, creating, that kind of thing. Social media. So look, we've made, or rather Adam, my lovely nutty husband, <laughs> has made us some uh, Excel pie charts. So it was quite a lot of effort, I would say, mm. writing down every oh. single thing you did, how much time you spent doing it. Was it was so... Did you find it really annoying? I was like, yeah. I just want to get on with my day and I'm having to like take note of what There I'm should doing. have been a separate section on the graph for just how much time it was taking to, to make the graph. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really interesting data. And... Our data is not dissimilar. No. Um, so yeah, shall we just talk through it? Yeah, I'm not very familiar with my data because I've only just got it in front of me. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I familiarise myself. Okay, with it. maybe. Shall I just? I'll just talk through what my data is. So basically, I spent thirty-eight percent of my week creating. Wait, Cre- creating is like illustrating for me, printmaking yeah. for you. So yeah. how much was your creating? 33%, so slightly less, but still a, a big chunk, like a third, and yours is just over a third. Yeah, that's really similar. I think, also, you could do this data, and it would depend on the week, the week because yeah. Molly's got a huge print release coming up at the so end of this week. So I won't be doing any making. <laughs> and then she's got a show, so basically, that's really affected your data, hasn't it? Yeah. And also, for me, I spent quite a lot of time on admin, so I spent 24% of my week doing admin. And that's because I was uploading loads of products onto FAIR and not yeah. on the high street this week. It was just one of the tasks that I was like, I need to do it. Yeah. But it does look like I've spent loads of time just emailing people and I haven't. Whereas anyone that's emailed me will know I haven't replied. My, my admin <laughs> is at 9%. Yeah, um, so admin is things like uh, emails, taxes, listing new products. Um, what else did we include in the admin? Oh, dispatching orders. Is that under admin? Uh, mine, I didn't have very many orders to dispatch. It wouldn't have made a difference. (laughs) Okay, so that's admin. And then we've got, oh, what's that purple one there? Social media. Okay, so this is not going to come to a surprise to anyone, I don't think, because Molly's so much better at social media than me. So I spent 6% of my time. But I didn't spend, it was 16%, but... I was so surprised I spent that little. I did Adam say afterwards that's like one and a half, you could have spent one and a half days on Instagram. Of my working days. I didn't, I thought I'd done really well. And it was Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, and I don't have TikTok, so you're always going to be higher. But also like you do just, you're much better at it than me. You like you make really nice reels. You were you were gonna say you do just spend too much time in it, but <laughs> no, you you're much better. You are you me. are better at it. <laughs> okay, then we've got packing orders this needs explaining here because it's not it's misleading yeah it's not just packing orders for me it is just mm. packing orders but molly's data is a bit different so i've got 30 percent of my week packing orders yeah and i've got 38 percent. but mine is packing orders slash preparing for orders so cutting 600 mounts molly genuinely did make about 600 mounts this week. i've still got like 100 and something to go so that's what a lot of that is i i packed for maybe like, te- mm, 
8% of that time <laughs> I packed yeah. orders, but then 30% would have been like preparing orders. We, I didn't really know where to put it. No, we did think about making a separate category for it, but obviously there wasn't anything for me to compare there. No. So it's gone into packing orders. But then like most artists would get an order, then make the mount, and then send it out. But I make all the mounts first and then send them out after. So it makes sense. Mm. That is preparing for Yeah. Them. That's quite a big chunk of the week, really. That's like... It's less than creating, but it's almost, it's almost much, well, yours is more than creating. creating. Yeah. Um, And then the last section we've got is travel. That's basically, uh, for Molly, it's traveling to the studio in the post office. The only place I travel is the post office. (laughs) 2% of your time. 2%. And 4% of mine. So not huge. And also afterwards, you said, should we have left that out? Because obviously... We're People not... don't take into account travel time at work. No, but it does take quite a lot of my day. So, well, I've written down here that it takes me about uh, 20 minutes to walk to the post office. Which is not a huge chunk of the day, but obviously that's 20 minutes I could be drawing. No, so. and also it made it look a bit more impressive with our hours and stuff <laughs> if we added in travel. Yeah, so we have got a total amount of hours we worked for the week. Yeah. Molly, I think you should go first. I worked... Well, the UK average, I think, from what I can remember from looking up, is 36 hours for, like, a full-time employed person That's if you work uh, 9 to 5.30, is it, with a lunch break? Yeah, is it not 9 to 5 normal? I don't know. I think... It's the average. Yeah. Um, So I worked 63 hours, so almost (laughs) double that. But also, Molly worked the weekend. weekend. Yeah, but that's not unusual. No, but again, I think you work the weekend because you're doing all your show prep and you have got a lot going on at the moment. Okay, so I feel I feel like Molly has really shown me up here. No. (laughs) I worked 44 hours, which is... Over average. It's over average, yeah. So it's more than I'd be working if I was full-time. And you were, like, house hunting on the weekend. You were socialising on Friday night, whereas I was working until 10 on Friday night. I only banked a tiny bit of data on Saturday, and I think it was social media. Um, So, yeah. It's it's fairly different. It's depressing, I think, these stats. Your work-life balance is not great. (laughs) And I know, like, it, it didn't feel like a particularly busy week for me. Like, it was a bit more than normal. I worked a couple of evenings and worked both weekend days. But I know... This coming week, this week is going to be more. Like I know I'm going to work a lot more, mm. so it's it feels depressing. Because yeah. then I realise like my hourly wage is actually really low. <laughs> so I just work a lot of hours, but I don't earn very much per hour. So it felt like I need to be a bit. That's more it. Efficient. We didn't work that out. Had we sat down with this data and then worked yeah. out what our hourly rate was, it could have got really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting, and I think this data is really helpful. Yeah. And, um, you know, it helps with some of the assumptions, like, oh, you just draw all day, which clearly we don't. But I, I've got more creative hours than, than I thought, but I know this coming week, I won't, I maybe I've got like half an hour planned of printing, but yeah. other than that, so it really will be about 1% <laughs> creating, so it really depends yeah. on the week. So maybe it would be interesting to do this data again, say at like Christmas, when it would yeah. basically be Orders. 80% order packing. Yeah. Uh, and the rest of it, like, travel and admin. Yeah. I'd say we could do it again, but I really ne- never want to have to track my arms again. <laughs> but look how pretty the graph is. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I have to post this for people listening when yeah. we posted it on, like, uh, streaming platforms after. We'll put it on our stories and save it to the podcast highlights so they can yeah, see. Yeah, because it is really nice. And it's it's pretty and it's got different colours, which is always good. Lovely. Creative. Uh, so that's our 
Are we done with these graphs? I think so. <laughs> Put these graphs away. <laughs> then we basically, we asked you yesterday on Instagram to send us through any assumptions that you have about being self-employed. Quite a few of them overlapped. And basically, I wasn't surprised by any of them. No, I wasn't surprised by any of them. <laughs> we got loads of them. So we're just going to talk through as many as we sort of can't molly tells me that in a live you just get cut off after a certain amount of time which you want to avoid but i think we're talking so fast that um (laughs) we'll be done in 10 minutes are we talking faster than usual yeah because we're petrified (laughs) also i've got some really lovely like biscuits and oreos in front of me molly's told me can't eat them no one wants to hear you eating (laughs) (laughs) but i'll have to edit out your chewing but we got very excited about going to the shops and getting Little chocolates and things. I actually bought the world's most beautiful donuts, but Molly wouldn't let me put them out. <laughs> I just <laughs> so, thought it would get in the way of our yeah, you know, actual information. We're going to have a celebration we donut when we sign off the live. I think that's a better idea. I'm never going to be able to eat again. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm just impressed that both of the dogs are just asleep and getting on with life. Not, no, not barking. Molly was really worried that their paws would be making noise all over the floor. Yeah, they've got long claws. <laughs> right, let's get stuck into these assumptions. So, I will read some of them out. Go. Okay, okay. Uh, being self-employed is a constant state of uncertainty and fear. Yeah. I would agree with that. Agree. 100%. It's not a very... Um, I would say it's not very reliable. It's not reliable. But it's, it's you know, it's got its pros and cons, hasn't it? Yeah, it's just like... You, I feel like it's a struggle and then you achieve something and your first thought or my first thought is, I'm so if this all goes away. So like you get <laughs> yeah. some orders and you're like, well, this, these might be my last orders. I think I think that every day. Yeah. So I'll look at my stats of my orders at the end of the day and if it's a good day, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. But then I always think, oh, I'll never get that again. Mm. Or I think really far into the future, like five, six years time. And I think how on earth am I still going to be sustaining that? Yeah. And then that's just constant fear and dread yeah, my, <laughs> and self-doubt. My thing at the moment has been like, no one cares. No one, like in my head, I'm like, no one cares anymore. <laughs> like no one's going to buy your work. No yeah. one wants to hear you talk about your life. Or I end up thinking people are going to get bored of my style. And and really, ultimately, mm. how many new creations can I come up with in my lifetime that yeah. people are still going to be interested in? And then I just go into a constant state of panic. There are a lot of people in the world, though, and also your style will change. Mm. So, and I guess you kind of you add new things to your shop. You take off all the things that aren't selling so well, and it's a constant rotation. But but it's obviously there isn't any job certainty. Like no. if you're full time and you know you're getting that same salary at the end of the month. One of the things for me that I've always, always found so hard about being self-employed mm. is having to accept, accept some months just aren't going to be as good. Yeah. It's stressful. And you're going to be a bit poorer some months yeah. and some months you're not. So, yeah. That kind of ties in with the uh, inconsistent income. Assumption, yeah. Mm. It's like Christmas is good. Yeah. And I mean, if you, it's a struggle. If you get to Christmas and Christmas is bad, then then you're in really dangerous territory then. Yeah, it depends on what your business is. But if you're a creative business, you do rely on like those winter months mm. to get you through the rest of the year. I always tell people, and it's true, that probably two-thirds of my income are yeah. the, the last part of the year. Yeah. Probably starts in September. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's when you're wanting to be making the most money, basically. 
but it is it is really hard and I do sometimes miss just knowing I'm getting the same paycheck at the end of every month yeah because <laughs> obviously yeah. We, we've still got we've still got bills the yeah. bills are going up at the moment which is just terrifying mm. and and as is everything else so. yeah no it's not relaxing uh, okay, the next assumption is uh, that it would include work-life balance, uh, which Molly's just proved she has none of. Yeah. <laughs> I have some work-life balance, but probably not as much as, as someone who is able to turn off their computer at 5 or 5.30 and just go home and just get on with things. Because mm. if I'm sat at home and I'm not doing anything, yeah. it's so easy to be like, oh, just go back into the studio and do some more drawing. Yeah, you do do that. Like a lot. I feel like quite a few evenings you do do a bit of work mm. and some just because I've got nothing else going on I think well I might as well spend that time wisely yeah I know but you are I am impressed like you your lunch times you take lunch time and we've talked about this in the podcast but like you're more I think Adam keeps you in check yeah I take a lunch time because Adam does have a full-time job so he takes mm. a lunch lunch hour ish yeah and we usually go for a walk yeah and also it breaks up the day for me so quite often I will spend the morning doing admin or packing orders and then I save the creating to the afternoon it's like a little treat like I've done yeah. the orders and the admin now I can just do some drawing so it, yeah it breaks up yeah well it's like Sam often is leaving the house at 5 30 so then when I get up at 7 and go to my desk I feel really lazy like oh that's not lazy that's not lazy because most people start at nine yeah I so. know but I I like so every day in the week we just did I've started at seven um mm. so it's just like yeah I just feel any time I'm not working there's just so much guilt so I do need to sort it out because it's uh I didn't realize how yeah. many hours I was working especially for a week that didn't feel particularly busy. it's been an eye-opener for you hasn't it yeah and I think you do need to evaluate it because you, you need to still have some time to like enjoy taking Winnie for walks yeah. you know having a lion I do take Winnie out and like so oh yeah I that walk... made it sound like you never walked Winnie Winnie gets lovely Cotswolds walks <laughs> she said two today already <laughs> um no I like and also I hate driving but now mm. because I feel so busy at the moment like when I know I have to drive to the studio I look really look forward to the drive because it's time I'm not working yeah you physically can't be working yeah. in the car so yeah, I need, I need to sort my life out, basically. Okay, the next assumption is... Uh, I've had it assumed that it means that I do nothing and that you have an easy life. Yeah. <sighs> yes, I would say a lot of people have this yeah. idea of what it means to work for yourself. Because I think they think it means... I'll just go to the beach for the day. It's sunny. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one telling me to Which work. Which she could do. Yeah. But most people are so like aware that they need to be working to make money that you don't do that. Sometimes Adam says to me on a really nice day, it's like, why don't you just take the day off? And I, and I just, I just can't process it. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, no, because no one else is back at the office continuing on while I'm just having a jolly at the beach. Yeah, <laughs> So no. It is. And also that like, I find, um, so I work, every day but then if like we've got uh like friends and family coming they'll they'll be like so you're around and i'll be like no i am around (laughs) but i'm working so it's like that assumption that you can drop everything and that there's no structure whereas in order to be successful i think you need to give yourself like structure like really strict that's a pro and a con though because it is quite nice um you know being able to drop things and be like yeah i'll just come and meet you for a coffee like you can do that yeah and you should allow yourself that occasionally for your work-life balance but it's obviously just not doing that too much yeah i can't do that though because i feel so guilty (laughs) when i do that i can't it's hard okay um where's our next oh there we go we've started we had so many we've basically had to pick out some yeah 
Um, it's lonely. That's our next assumption. Mm. It is quite lonely. It obviously depends whether you work in a shared studio space or totally by yourself. Obviously, I'm just upstairs in my studio alone. I'm not lonely because I've got you voice-noting yeah. me. <laughs> I don't feel like I've felt lonely since we've started voice-noting and things like that. Mm. You need um, to have people supporting you, I think. Yeah. And, and it also helps if you've got creative friends who are also self-employed or just running creative businesses because obviously then you can talk through all your worries mm. and they can reassure you that they're just normal worries yeah. like when I have a really bad sales day like a really bad one I'll go to Molly and I'll be like Molly it's all over for me and she just always comes back and she's like no it's fine calm down yeah you'll, you'll make money in December that's right not what you said <laughs> and I'm there sat in, I'm there in February like okay I'll just wait to make money yeah <laughs> till but, December but I don't I feel like a lot of artists are like being on their own like I very rarely feel lonely like it's not something I struggle with you love being in the house by yourself don't you I love being alone but I it there's a point like I don't want to like be alone all the time but I do kind of thrive on being on my own so yeah I think it suits some creatives definitely yeah okay the next assumption is um it's the hardest job you'll ever do but it's worth it again Mm. I would totally agree with that. I would. I wouldn't change it. No. I would never want to go back to working for someone else. Obviously, if I had to, like, I I would. But I really like being in charge of my own time. Yeah. Choosing what I do with my days and and having to motivate myself because I know that I'm the only one bringing in the the income. So. Yeah, I. I agree. But the last few weeks, I've been fan, finding it really hard and like doubting everything and been thinking. What am I doing? Do I want to do this? I've had all those doubts. But I think that's normal when you're mm. self-employed. That like even if, you know, you're selling work and like I've got quite a big Instagram following, like you can still have doubts that things aren't going to be okay and that is this really what you want to do? Yeah. I think it's normal. Yeah. But um, I'll I'll get through it. I'll get through it and I'll carry on. But it does feel like this is not easy (laughs) it is a really hard job and any assumption like yeah like you're sat there doing nothing it's just not true if it is true then it's not you're you're probably not going to be very successful because you're the only person who kind of you know is in charge of your own success in a way yeah okay where's the next one it's great to be your own boss I'm a horrible boss (laughs) (laughs) Molly treats herself appallingly yeah like I don't, I don't think I like being my own boss. I'm horrible. <laughs> yeah, again, pros and cons. Because being your being your own boss, you can give yourself time off. Or but you do can, you? Yeah. Like I've had like my first boss when I was at uni. He was he'd bought me fish and chips all the time. <laughs> we chilled out on a Saturday. Like he was so kind to me and. I'd like him to be my boss now. <laughs> but I hated having to do things like request holiday six months in advance, you know, like request one yeah. day off. Or every time I was on well I needed the day off. Obviously it was paid, but yeah. I hated having to call in that awkward phone call being like, I'm not very well. And then you always think that they think you're lying. You're like, no, I'm actually not very well. I don't know if I ever called in sick, but Winnie was not well once. I had to stay home with her. <laughs> oh, Winnie. <laughs> Okay, um, oh, this is an interesting one. This assumption is, once I put art on the web, people would be able to find it. Mm. Not true. That's what everyone thinks. I thought that. Mm. I thought I'd put it on Etsy. That would be easy. People find that. 
No. Hardest, the hardest part about selling online, I think, is, yeah, people being able to find you mm. without you directing that traffic there. Yeah. <sighs> Not easy. You need to find those buyers that will be repeat buyers. Um, I was looking at my um, mail, mailing list the other day. It said I had, like, over 500 repeat buyers. That's is, amazing. But it, you need to find those, like, people that get you and really like your work and keep coming back. Because mm. they're, like... they just keep supporting you they're so wow that's valuable. such an impressive stat well i just saw it on my my i don't understand my news that's why it's and i was like wow that's that's crazy if you saw all yeah. those people and i keep seeing all these memes that's like if you're a repeat customer for a small business we really yeah. recognize you but it's so true when yeah. you see that name pop up that you've seen before you're like oh that's so nice yeah really like value you yeah. as a customer it's nice because every time i send out an artwork i i like feel like i should apologize like i hope you like this what happens if you don't like i really worry that <laughs> but they've chosen to buy it by that i know point, i'm so. worried that they'll not like it but then when they come back i feel so reassured that they did like it and they want more mm. so it feels really good yeah. but yeah it's hard to actually find those customers and it takes time and it takes like a lot of work basically oh look is that the assumption that we're supposed to be first <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the assumption that basically the podcast is based on, which was, I would be able to paint a lot, I'm lucky if I paint two days a week, um, yeah, with people thinking when you say you're an artist or an illustrator or whatever, mm. that you're essentially just spending all of your time drawing, yeah. which you're not. Um, Maybe some people do, like if you're... Um, you know, a fine artist and you have huge oil canvases and stuff mm. to paint, maybe you do then spend a whole week. Yeah, I think the thing is, when I first went self-employed, I was making a lot more because I wasn't selling much, but as soon as you start selling, then you make less because you're dealing with the sales. Yeah. So the more successful you are, like, financially with sales, the, the less, less. You'll, you'll be able to create. So yeah. it's a bit of a vicious cycle. <laughs> And then if you're not making much, you haven't got much to sell, so it kind of goes up and down. Like, at the moment, I don't have much for sale, so I'm making a lot more. Mm. But while our business models are totally different, though, aren't they? Because mm. I just sell things consistently. Yeah. Whereas you just put stuff on your website when you have your releases. Yeah, like every two months. And sell months. in, like, a day. <laughs> well, yeah. So every two months I release work, mm. and then I package the orders, and then I move on. But I'm hoping to get to a point where I release work, and it sits on my shop. Mm. and then it's more consistent for me and then people aren't annoyed that there's no work in my shop yeah and also obviously at the moment with you selling like that you have days that are just packing don't you uh, yeah like just stabbing just packing yeah. okay the next assumption is uh you won't earn much money i think this totally depends but that is an assumption for like artists like the did i mention this on the podcast i don't think i did the Our other podcast. day the podcast. Our podcast. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I, thought, I don't know. I thought you were talking about <laughs> yeah, something yeah. else. No. No, the podcast is in Out of Ink. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, that is a podcast. The, I, I hope they're not watching or listening. But the other day, someone bought my work and... God, I really hope they're not listening. If you're listening, I'm really sorry, but I don't think they follow me. <laughs> but the other day, um, someone bought my work and then they asked me to write on the back of it, thank you, now I can eat again. Oh, I remember you telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, and it was... And I, yeah, and I was like, oh, like, you know, I can afford to buy food. I know I'm an artist, but I, I can put food on the table. Mm. But there really is that assumption of, like, artists... You must be poor, you're an artist. Well, you must not be making much money as an artist. But 
it depends because a lot of artists are in that position mm. but not all artists and I went into it thinking like my goal was like one day I will make £10,000 profit and that was like my goal like yeah. that was my ceiling I couldn't think over that ceiling but you can't just assume or generalise there like you say like there's so many different types of ways to be an artist yeah so yeah some of them might earn megabox yeah. <laughs> some of them might not want to earn megabucks they're just doing it because they love creating yeah I just think you don't have to go into it like thinking I'll never make any money because mm. you can but yeah. it is hard and a lot of artists do find themselves in a position where they're not making very much yeah. but it, it depends on the art you make basically and how well you do exactly okay how are we doing for time and assumptions fine okay uh most people have a partner with a steady income who will help bail them out if it all goes wrong. This is an interesting one. Mm, I feel like it's true for me because I was able to go full-time sooner because I had people around me that... Mm. Not that were, like, feeding me loads of money, <laughs> but that I was able to buy money off um, the pressure Sam. was taken off a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. when I needed to buy Christmas cards to sell, I didn't have that money, so Sam lent me like 300 pounds and then I sold them and paid them back so it was mm. like that and I had that safety net like we both have that safety net of if everything goes wrong we have husbands you have full-time jobs yeah but it doesn't mean they're like paying like giving us a weekly no. wage but it does mean that we can take a risk yeah but you went full-time after you were earning enough to live on so you waited longer yeah well, I basically worked I worked full-time as a designer and then I worked part-time as a designer and I used the, the other time to kind of start building up my own business and then and then I sort of slowly dropped the days down so at the end of it I was doing two days a week and then when I thought I had enough to fall back on my own business then I quit so yeah. I did it the the long way but well, I was too sensible way. <laughs> I was just too scared to do it any other way, I think. I wanted to be able to support myself. But it is hard for people that don't have any like of that security to be full time artists because it is really hard. Normally, first of all, it's very slow with sales, mm. so it is really hard. Yeah. So then You need the time as well. So if you're working a full time job, but then you're also trying to make work to sell mm. It's a kind of really vicious circle. Yeah. So you do need to... I would definitely suggest... We've definitely covered this in our mm. part-time, full-time podcast. But I would definitely suggest that going part-time yeah. is a great way... A great segue. If to, you can. Yeah. If you can afford it. Okay. Uh, the next assumption is that I would lose my passion for it once it became my job. Interesting. I feel like I lost that <laughs> this month. Oh no! But um, like it's just a wave. It, it comes and goes, doesn't it? I don't really draw for fun anymore or for myself. Um, so does that count as losing my passion? Uh, no, it just means like Sam was saying this to me last night. Like you need a hobby that isn't your job. Mm. And he was like, you need to. Yes, he suggested wild swimming, and I'm just like so cold. Oh, I would love wild swimming. You're just not. You don't really love deep water, though. So it's not, not the like best hobby for Sam to suggest. I don't like being cold. So, but really? yeah, it's it is hard. I I still love it when I'm drawing and I'm really stuck into like creating mm. a new illustration. But yeah, sometimes obviously you lose the passion for it if you're doing like client work and then your heart's not really in it because you're you're constricted by like the brief mm. and you feel like you can't really be yourself in your style then I think the passion's not really there but 
I don't know. You can't lose it entirely because if you lost it entirely, what's the point of doing it? Yeah, I think, like, I love making. I never want to stop making. Um, But, like, when I was at uni, I completely lost my love for art. I came out there being like, I never want to make anything ever again. (laughs) So it depends, like, on how things are at that moment. Mm. Um, I don't think you lose your passion for it. It's just, it becomes a different thing. Yeah. Okay, we have one more assumption, and that is uh, that you can never take time off. (laughs) We do take time off. We do. In fact, we're planning, well, unsuccessfully, but Mm. we are going to plan a little holiday, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Take the dogs, go for lots of long walks. Yeah. We can take time off. Obviously, again, you just have to remember, you don't get paid holiday Mm. as a self-employed artist. Which is, you know, not as lovely as being able to just whiz off for two weeks and still get your salary. But it does mean you don't have to get your holiday signed off by your boss. But I find, like, because I went on holiday last month, Mm. and it was really nice. But I was, like, doing a bit of work and thinking about work. And you don't get time off in the sense of you can switch off, because I never switch off. Yeah. So... Well, you did take your laptop and tools and stuff. Uh, I recorded a bit of a podcast. (laughs) See, had you left those at home, that would have... You would have had to force yourself not to work. Yeah, but the thing with me, like, I find it when I don't work, I'm more stressed because I'm not working. Mm. I'd rather just be working (laughs) because that that kind of controls my anxiety and stress because I'm doing something about what I'm stressed about. Yeah. Take me out of that and be like, relax. (laughs) be like, I can't relax because I'm not working. Have you ever not taken your engraving tools on holiday with you? Yeah, when we've... Mm. Did you take them on your honeymoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made all my little sea life blocks on the honeymoon and then made a sea life print. Um, I, I'm i just thinking the last time I flew abroad, but I don't know if I knew wood engraving by then. Mm. But I think I wouldn't be able to fly with them. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I only take hand luggage. I quite often don't just don't take anything with me. If mm. I really want to have a holiday where I'm switched off. Yeah. Otherwise, I can take my iPad with me and do some sketching. But don't you find, like, when you're relaxing and in nature, which is, like, what we do for holidays... Yeah, you want to draw you it. Wanna, you want yeah. to... It inspires you. You want to work all the time. I took my iPad to France, uh, not last year, the year before... And, yeah, as you say, I was sat on the ferry and then you have all these beautiful views and I just wanted to draw it. Yeah. So you're right. That's when I did my, like, paddleboarding jellyfish print. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's... But that's when when you're on holiday and you're making art, I feel like that's when it goes back to being, like, a passion for you yeah. and a hobby. So yeah. it's nice. Right. We have successfully got through all the assumptions there. Uh, so I hope you learnt something from that or found it interesting and enjoyed our... Our weekly data. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed our weekly data. I definitely think we should do it again as a comparison at a different time of the year. Okay. And maybe not uh, record it live. <laughs> no, maybe not. How have you found the live? Um, I feel like, because there was so much adrenaline, now I feel like I might sleep. Like, go have a bit have of a nap. nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, UK, when we finish the live, you get to have the fancy donuts that I bought. That's so true. We've got that to look forward to. Um, so, we're going to announce when we're coming back. Yes, yeah, so this is the official end of Series 2, sadly. We have thoroughly enjoyed it, but we just need a little bit of a break. And yeah. um, But, don't worry, we'll be, bleh, we will be returning for Series 3 on the 30th of August. So, pop that date in your diaries. Yeah, we've done that because 
last time we gave like a rough three months, we'd come back and then didn't come back mm. for a lot longer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, with any luck, I might have moved house by then. I might not have. And yeah, we'll see. Exciting times. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't listened to the podcast before and you're watching on Instagram, um, we've got 19 episodes on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and basically all the podcast apps that you can mm-hmm. check out. So you can go back and re-listen to us to your heart's content. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us so that when we are back, you get a notification exactly and thank you so much to all our lovely loyal listeners we so appreciate you uh don't forget to subscribe uh and review us nice reviews only as always (laughs) we're very sensitive (laughs) uh yeah we hope you've enjoyed this first ever live episode yeah scary very very scary we're gonna go now and just drink loads of gin and eat loads of donuts yeah (laughs) maybe no gin for you you have to drive home (laughs)